ready. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. To the Outstanding Ohioan Show. Thank you for the Outstanding Ohioan Show. Hosted by my daddy. Hosted by my daddy. Thank you, Ryan and Sawyer, for that great introduction. Indeed, this is the Outstanding Ohioan Show. I believe Ohio and the people of Ohio have an incredible, wide-ranging, and proud impact that needs to be shared with the world. And it's always been that way throughout the history of the United States. The job of the Outstanding Ohioans podcast is to share these remarkable success stories with an intelligent and curious audience. The Outstanding Ohioans podcast connects to highly accomplished people in all walks of life and shares their secrets to success. And today we've got another great success story to share with you. Thank you for listening. And please leave your comments on iTunes, Stitcher, or the blog post. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohioan Show. My name is Ron Solico, and this is episode 45. Today I have the pleasure of a repeat guest, Scott Hagen, the barn artist, who was previously on episode 20, and he's going to talk about the work that he does. Many of you that have traveled through the state of Ohio are certainly familiar with his work on the Bicentennial Barn Project uh, that he had in 2003. Scott, good morning. Morning, Ron. Good to be with you. For a little bit of background for the audience who perhaps didn't listen to the first episode uh, that you were on, and we'll have that in the show notes, can you reiterate how you got involved with the Bicentennial Barn Project? Because that really kicked off your career, didn't it? Sure. Well, that's, that seems to be what most people know me by, that project, and uh uh, it just started kind of by accident back in 1997 when I attended my dad's barn just for fun. And uh, I, uh, as a challenge to myself, I, I thought, well, how big can I freehand something and, and lay it out? So I uh, borrowed a ladder and got some cheap paint from Walmart, I think, and went to work on a on like a Ohio State Buckeye-type uh logo and you know, it turned out pretty well so my my grandfather uh, took a picture of it and, and showed the local newspaper and they ended up running a front page story on that and so when that story was uh, in circulation it was seen by um, the lady in Columbus, Ohio which is two hours west of here and uh, they were forming and coming together as a committee and a group um, and and the upcoming bicentennial that was going to be in 2003. So once they saw that article, they thought, well, instead of us doing a bunch of billboards, why don't we do barns, sort of like the mail pouch used to be? And um, so that's that's kind of how my career started. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the mail the mail pouch barns and. One of your mentors was someone that grew up, or that someone rather, that lived around you, and you were able to use a, as a resource as you got involved with this. Can you tell that story for the audience? When I was hired to do that big project, that was one barn in every county in the state. If you remember me saying, I just grabbed the ladder, so I really didn't know much about how to paint and how to, how to get up on the barn. And my dad told me about this guy who lived local to me that painted all these mail pouch barns. And I didn't know who he was at the time, but uh, I certainly learned later on. 
Harley Warwick lived about 20 minutes from me, and uh, Dad knew about him and called him up, and he was nice enough to uh, let me come over and talk to me about the type of scaffolding that he had used um, when he did those thousands of barn paintings that he did. So rather than uh, work off of a ladder, he showed me like a rope and pulley type system. And uh, that's what I ended up using for the first couple of years of, of, of my painting. And I'm really grateful for the time that he gave me and um, ended up, uh, you know, being friends to, to him. And uh, he, he passed away in 2000, and I wish he was still around to share stories with because I really miss him. Mm-hmm. So from there, you get you get involved with the Bicentennial State Project, and this is now your livelihood. This is your business. Can you talk about how it evolved from where you started to what you're doing today? And certainly you're doing a wide variety of projects and uh, surfaces, if you will, and you're not just on barns anymore. Right. Well, you know, it's, uh, I was thinking about this just the other day. It's, uh, I think this is my 19th year officially of painting uh, professionally. So it's, it's come a long way since those first few barns that I did, certainly. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, I do so many different projects. I think that's the part of the job that I like the most is, uh, you know, I'm sitting here at my desk and I've got all these projects and each one of them has, is very different. Many of them are on barns, some are on gymnasiums or buildings, or it, it's just various uh, uh, canvases, if you will, or even silos, which present big challenges. But I, I like that part of the, the job where it's, it's something different each time. And, uh, and the other part that I really like is the travel. Uh, I'm not afraid to travel, and uh, it's taken me so far to 18 states, I'm hoping to make... Uh, make it up to 20 states uh, with a couple of editions of this year so far. And uh, that's the part I really like. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, this is a family affair. When you when you go traveling, you, you, you take the whole crew along, correct? Well, not necessarily. It's, it's actually probably 95% of the time I, I, I go along just on my own. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'll, I'll pick... Uh, you know, something through the summer that looks like it's going to be in a fun area. And, and I will try to take the, the, the family, my, my wife, my, my two girls along and try to make a little bit of a mini vacation out of it. And it, that's, that's been a lot of fun too, because that's, that's taken me to a lot of fun places. And that's just part of the perk, I guess, of my job is, is uh, the freedoms it gives me and, uh, uh, making my own schedule. And, and travel in the country. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to the challenges of, and for, for you in the audience that haven't looked at Scott's Facebook site, go to the Barn Artist, do, do that as your search on Facebook, because you've got pictures of all your projects, and they're, they're really great to look at. One of the things you talk about is your, your artwork, enhances the barn but a lot of the things you work on the barn's perhaps older there's some damage to it some it's in some need of repair how do you how do you work with a 
barn like that that maybe has some boards missing or uh, it has some repair that's needed for how do you prep that before you paint it well it can work a, a couple of different ways but typically when someone wants a project done or a painting i request um some quality pictures of, of the barn and so sitting here at my desk it's how I, I work on the quote for the project. I, I can tell from the pictures what the barn might need. Um, you know, many times um, with, with proud owners, the, the barn doesn't really need much in the way of repair because it, they've already done some of those things or will do some of those things. And um, Or I, I can say, you know, I can come in and paint it for so much or you can have a contractor or teach them how to do it themselves before I come, um, and before I do any artwork. What, what I prefer to do is just roll in and do the artwork. The problem's been um, a lot of people that contact me don't really know of contractors that they can trust to do just general painting. So many times I get, you know, that I get asked to do that part of the project as well. And, you know, it's, it's something I'm proud of it. I can do it well and, and tell them why I can do it well because there's a certain way that you should paint, especially on some of this, this wood surface, but you can't just roll in there with a the sprayer and, and expect lasting results. So that's why many times I also do the preparation as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can you lay out, lay out that process for the audience? If you are doing the prep work as well as the painting, what... What's your, what are your steps to make that happen? Well, I'll add a couple of days to the project. Depending on if I'm just painting the end where the artwork's going to go or the entire building. And, you know, some of these barns can, can take quite a bit of paint. Um, some of them, um, when I'm working on certain projects, um, some barns, especially in southern Ohio, southeastern Ohio, I can pretty much expect the barn has never been painted or hasn't been painted in many years. It depends on the, the area of the state or, or the country I'm in, it seems like. But I'll roll in and, and have an idea of how much paint it's going to take. I'll have that with me, set up my scaffolding, and, uh, you know, just, just go to work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the weather plays a, a big factor, and that's why, you know, Usually, uh, I've got about you know, nine, eight months through the year to, to get a year's worth of work in just because of the weather. Mm-hmm. And what's what's been, in your mind, you've, you've done so many projects, what's been the biggest project from a time standpoint, uh, size and scope? Size as well, but... As you said, there's so many. I wish when I started, I would have realized that I was going to make this a career. And um, as it grew and uh, things moved on, I I realized that. But, uh, you know, I've worked on many big, big projects, such as a a couple years ago, I I did a painting that was on a 200-foot-long building. And so that's that's a huge challenge to, to scale something like that out. Um, but it's just as big of a project to come in and, and paint, you know, pressure wash, prime, paint 
the barn before I do painting is a big task. Mm-hmm. Um, so the size and the scale sometimes can, can be, um, you know, a big challenge. Um, also, you know, like this summer for another example, is uh, I'll be doing about a, a hundred foot uh, painting on a roof in Columbus. And there's so many challenges to doing a roof. I, I really try to avoid them when I can, but <laughs> there's challenges there. Um, there's challenges when I'm working on a silo with that, the curved canvas, if you will. Um, that's That can be really difficult. So it, it, it might be why I'm partly successful is because I take on some of those challenges and they seem to work out pretty well. Um, you had sent an email out the other day to various people on your list, and you mentioned, I believe, four projects that you might be involved with soon. Is, is that right? And can you talk about what that might be? I'm still waiting to hear the, the details so I can share some of those, but it, what it's looking like is uh, uh, I, I did do a project in the fall with um, – uh, President Hayes' image on a barn up in Fremont, Ohio. Mm. And it looks like we're going to be doing about four to five more projects like that around the state this year. And one, one of those may be uh, another president. Uh, one may be the Wright brothers. One may be, uh, in this case, may sit some of the projects that were mentioned. Um, but it looks like it's, it's very exciting that Pretty soon I'll get to release, you know, what, what the details of that project's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be sort of a, a, a mini version of the Bicentennial, if you will, but but this time, rather than just a logo, it's going to be more, uh, maybe more mural type and more history type, and that's what's very exciting about it. That's great. And when, when do you expect to find out the final details on that? Well, actually, uh, a week, the week after Easter, I'm slated to begin one barn in, in Gallia County. Mm-hmm. Now, that's going to depend, and we all know this, but that's going to depend on the weather situation. Mm-hmm. But that barn, uh, the reason we're going to do it about that week is it kind of ties in with the, uh, with sports and the Final Four and college basketball because it's, it's going to be of a basketball player a very famous one in that area. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully pretty soon I'll have enough details to release about that. And as soon as I do, you know, I'll put something on my website and definitely something on, on Facebook where a lot of people follow me. So, you know, look me up and uh, like the page and certainly you can, you can keep up with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll certainly put all that information in the show notes as well. Scott, what someone's listening to this show and they sit, and they're thinking to themselves, I have a canvas I want Scott to work on for me. What what's that process look like for someone that might be interested? If you're interested in having some work done, again the best way to to get a quote from me is um, you know, give me two, three really, really good pictures of the end of that building or area that, that you want something done or multiple sides. And, and then I also need a, a picture up close where I can see what the surface looks like and what it might need. And 
when you email those pictures to me, um, what I like to do is once I get an idea of what you want on the building, I like to to take a Photoshop and try to Photoshop and write on your picture what the barn can look like, um, you know, before I even apply any paint. And, you know, when I'm done, it looks like the, the barn's been painted and you get a complete idea of what it can look like. So once we get that process done, then I know what, what the quote would be um, to do a project for you. Um, just figuring in, you know, a little bit of travel and what, whatever it takes to do the job. So um, this time of year is a, a good time for that because there's a lot of rain days in the spring and it's still cold for the most part. We've been lucky here the past week or so, but you know, I, I expect not to do a whole lot of projects really till about May. <clears throat> excuse me, May. So that's kind of how it works from here. And um, I've, got, I've got many folders here on my computer that's got many names in it. So I'm expecting another big uh, 2016. Yeah, and for the audience that wants to contract with you, you've you've got to get you've got to get on your calendar in advance because you book up quickly, don't you? It just seems like as the spring moves on in the summer, it, it just, you know, gradually fills up. And usually by the early part of summer, I've got work until the end of summer. And usually by the middle of summer, I, I, I'm pretty much filled up through the fall. Um, it, it's kind of a weird way how things work. But for the most part, every year, you know, by the end of the year, I don't really know if you know, what I may have for the next season. And it just seems like every year, once the weather warms up and the things start to, to get moving, um, I've been blessed, you know, enough to uh, keep busy. And again, this is, I believe this is my 19th year of painting, and I'm so happy I get to do this and, and make a living at it. So I, I hope things keep up, and I expect that they will. Mm-hmm. In addition to the barns, you talked about some of the other places you've worked. And audience, again, I encourage you to go to Scott's Facebook site because the gymnasium work, it's incredible. How did you get involved with, what was your first gymnasium, and how, is, how has that business grown for you over time? I'm sorry, my first what? Uh, your gymnasium. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah those, those are really lots of fun because... Um, many times I get to go in and completely transform a high school gym or a grade school gym and just make it so much better. Um, I'm actually about to finish one here locally now, and it probably hadn't been painted. Uh, I'm talking a, a complete painting from top to bottom. I mean, it may have been 50, 60 years since it was painted before. Hmm. And um, it, it's really fun to see how that transformation takes place and looking at the pictures of the before and afters and adding the, you know, I, I put what I call murals on, on the walls and the school logos and the names and it, it just, it's so much fun to see that and and add the colors in and, and just make it fun for the kids and, and a special place for them. And there's many examples of that on my webpage. I've done many gyms now. Those are lots of fun to do in the in the winter time and in the spring when I can, and uh, it's again it's it's just something 
that I do besides the barn painting that many people may not be aware of. Um, even though I'm, I'm called a barn artist, it's, it's really what it is. It's um, anything on a large scale is usually what I get asked to do on, on different types of surfaces. So the gyms are definitely lots of fun, too. Thank you for asking. Yeah, sure. You, you mentioned this in the last interview, but I, I, I sense you had such pride with it, so I want to ask it again. Doing this kind of work, you're, you're serving as a role model for your two girls. What are you hoping that they learn from you and, and can take away as they grow up and, and become adults? Well, uh, probably the work ethic, number one, would would be a big part of that. Um, because a lot of what I do is physical. And when, when I see all the young people today, you know, maybe maybe a lot of them aren't, aren't willing to do things that are physical. So even though the girls, I'm hoping to expect that that as they grow older, that, that they'll realize that it's okay to to get out. It's okay to, you know, I, I may or may not encourage college, um, but if they decide to do one or the other, definitely I'll be behind that. But it's okay if you can find a a profession that, that doesn't need a, a college degree. And I was lucky enough to, to do that and set an example of that. And um, my oldest daughter, who's, who's 10, is already a blooming artist and, and I can tell at this point she's she's much more talented than I am as far as uh, her capabilities of, of just sitting down and from scratch, you know, without looking at anything, she, she can just sit down and draw things. So, you know, it's short. It's even a, a dream that, you know, maybe down the road she could either help in painting or she could be a designer of some kind. So it's fun to, to think about those things in the future. And I'll just have to wait and see, you know, what happens with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's terrific. I'm sure you, you've got a very unique profession, for sure. When people come to you for advice, what do you tell them, Scott? Well, I'm not sure too many times I get asked advice unless there's a fellow painter, which I'm glad to to share, you know, maybe how to do some things um, because, you know, a lot of people just don't know how to how to use a brush or, or uh, you know, work the paint properly. But definitely try to share those things. Um, I find that many times what I've been surprised at is, you know, people, when, when they come to talk to me, they, they want to tell me where they've seen a painting or who they talked to that, that knew who I was and, and those sort of things. That it, it definitely was a, a surprise early on, and and I'm sort of accustomed to that part of it now. But but definitely staying humble about all that. And um, again, it's something that wasn't expected, but it's just been a fun career. And physically, I hope. I can stay healthy long enough to do this for, for quite some time again uh, and, and just keep doing different things. And, and, again, that's the fun part is being asked to do the, the different types of projects. And, and what's, what's a, uh, you know, um, 
for me, when I'm finished, one of the biggest things that I like to see is just look at that picture that, that I'll have forever mm-hmm. and, um, and and see, you know, what I did and, you know, what I helped that barn to become. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, sure. You mentioned the, the physical labor part of it, which is intense. Is there anything you do from a fitness workout standpoint that helps you maintain your your physical fitness and, and fitness level to be to do the this heavy heavy condition work? Well, uh, because through the year, through the summer, especially you know early spring or late spring, and through the fall, fitness is just part of what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to be fair. I, I'm not going out and digging ditches every day. It's not quite like that. A, a biggest part of the physical part of what I do is just setting the scaffolding up mm-hmm. and, you know, going going up and down the ladders. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of yoga to what I do because sometimes, you know, I'm reaching out, stretching certain ways. So, um, you know, if the wintertime has been um, kind of slow and, and so forth and, and I haven't been out as much. I can definitely feel it mm-hmm. in the springtime when I get back because um, you know there is a lot of movement to it, and it, it can it can take its toll. And hopefully, you know, like I said, my body and my knees will will hold up long enough to do this for a lot longer. Um, I'm hoping to get another 20 years out of what, what I do, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see what happens with that. Right. Right. And you obviously have no fear of fight, fear of heights. Is that fair to say? And how did you develop that? Well, I don't want to say I don't have a fear. I have a respect for it because <laughs> it, if you don't respect it, I mean that's that's when as they say that's that's when you're going to fall and when you lose respect for for heights. If you're not scared, then that's then that's worse. But with the, the equipment that I use, I really don't think much about it because I just feel safe on it. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's times when I'm doing a silo or a grain elevator, um, or, or things like that that take me to heights, you know, in, in the 120s, 150s that I don't really care to do. But that, that's when I'm on a different type of equipment, like mm-hmm. a lift, a lift that'll take me up there. And I really don't enjoy that at all, but that's just part of the job sometimes. And, um, you just have have to trust your equipment, and I think that's that's part of of what I'm doing is, is being safe as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People want to get a hold of you, Scott, or learn more about what you do. What are some ways they can do that? Sure. Uh, you know, it seems like most people find me, or a lot of people find me on Facebook, and you should be able to just type in the barn artist and find me that way um you can find my website if you forget the name barn artist you can just do a search for barn painter or barn art on google or or any search engine and i'm going to be right there Mm -hmm. Um, you can find me that way and certainly uh an email to um uh it's www.barnartist at gmail dot com that's an email address so there's several ways to contact me and you know some people that may not have access to the internet 
Um, they can call me by phone, and that's 740-310-7494. And so uh, look me up. Um, maybe we'll get together. Well, great, Scott. Thank you for joining us on the show today. I appreciate you having me, Ron. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to the Outstanding Ohio Show. This was episode 45 with the barn artist, Scott Hagen, and he just gave you his contact information. And you may also, when you're driving, if you see one of his barns, the website's right at the bottom of that, and that's that's how I found your information uh, last year when I contacted you. So thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.